Welcome to episode three of the podcast, Unexpected Answers, brought to you by Golden Dental Solutions out of Golden, Colorado. Hi, this is Dr. Nancy Gill, and this is episode three of Unexpected Answers. We have today a special guest. No, not Dave. He is still here. Hello. <laughs> we have a special guest, Dr. Julie Hammond, all the way from St. Paul, Minnesota. Welcome, Julie. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> good, good, good. So Julie and I go way, way back. Um, we were dental school friends. So back in the day, we've both been practicing about, it's been 15 years yeah. now. Wow. A long time. <laughs> it's been though. a really long yeah. time. I know I feel old when I say that. <laughs> mm. Um, but we met in dental school, Julie, um, and I both practiced. We moved from Omaha to Denver within like a month of each other, I believe. Yeah, Is that I right? that's right. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then Julie, um, we both worked for corporate dentistry, <clears throat> which we weren't very proud of, which is why I say it like that. <laughs> um, and then Julie went on to be a pediatric dentist, which is great for this particular podcast because we have named it avoiding braces. Hmm. Can we even avoid braces? Is it possible? It's a great question. We get it a lot in practice. You know, mm -hmm. why are we looking at the structure of the jaws and how crooked teeth are with baby teeth? So, you know, do the baby teeth tell us anything about a need for braces in the future? Right. Do you think that when someone comes into your office and they ask for why their child has spaces, or doesn't have spaces, is there a reason why one child may have spaces and one child doesn't have spaces? Very good question, mm -hmm. yes. We can really get down to the root cause of what is creating the space or what's creating the crowdedness. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're looking for is to be able to explain to parents why. Why are we seeing these spaces or why are we seeing crowding? Um, and most parents really, to be honest, in my practice are more concerned with baby teeth that have a lot of gaps Right. Which, but that's perfect that's in our great. eyes. I mean, if you think about it, the space that we have for the baby teeth is really the space that we have for the permanent teeth to come into. The jaws do not grow in the front where all the teeth are at. So if you don't have space between those baby teeth, you are not going to have space for those permanent teeth to come in. Totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it will be better for us to grow the jaws to fit every tooth in our head instead of making the teeth fit into smaller jaws. Correct. Right. Yes. Okay. And that's the traditional route is, you know, keeping the size of the jaws that we have and trying to make everything fit when we know there's no space. Mm -hmm. You know, there's another way to look at it. And, you know, it's like you said, just growing those jaws, getting them to their genetic potential, and then all the permanent teeth fit. Right. So a lot of people will probably wonder, how do you even grow jaws in children? Does that require surgery? But it's nothing like that. Right. No. So there's a lot of treatment options for a kiddo that comes into my office that, you know, has significant crowding or a bite issue or something that's early on. You know, even in four year olds, we're, we will be correcting bites. And I highly recommend it because these kiddos are obviously off track in their growth if we're seeing problems, you know, at four, five, and six before any permanent teeth are coming in. And if we intervene now and get everything back on track, this is where we're talking about possibly avoiding the braces. Right. And what would be a really obvious sign that they're off track in their growth? The crowding is one, so no spaces between the teeth. 
um, a crooked smile. So sometimes I point this out to parents, you know, it looks like when you look at them, do they look like they have a crooked smile? And parents, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's so cute. Yeah, you know, Sally might look cute with a crooked smile, but when she's 25 and her chin is four millimeters or 10 millimeters to the left of her face, she's not going to look so cute. So mm-hmm. a little asymmetrical. You know, yeah, just that asymmetry. Um, some parents might notice what we call in our office a um, a crossbite, an anterior crossbite, so where the front teeth are really in an underbite, which is a common thing for parents mm-hmm. to um, bring up as an underbite, and that's just the lack of growth of the upper jaw. So the front teeth on the top are behind the bottom teeth, mm-hmm. um, and that's very critical to correcting because until recently, really all kids that had that would be um, corrected with jaw surgery mm-hmm. you know, when they were done growing at, you know, in their 20s. So... Those are some of the big things to look for is the crowding, crooked smile, mm-hmm. or just teeth that just don't seem like they have a solid bite, and there's a lot of shifting when the kids are trying to um, get into a solid bite. Mm-hmm. Good. And, and you're saying with the, the child that might have had surgery when they are 20, that yeah. if that issue were identified when they were much younger, maybe something could have been done a lot earlier. Absolutely. Right, yes. which is such a cool concept. So we've talked in the past about starting from newborn so starting from breastfeeding on up and what to do to make it the perfect scenario we were not perfect um julie and Mm -hmm. i were both working moms we were both dentists we both own our own practices and so we both i think did what we could you know to kind of get as much breast milk in our children as possible for as long as we could possibly do it but we were not the ones that were able to breastfeed whenever the child wanted to eat, right? And so now what we're talking about is, okay, so say everything doesn't go as planned and you don't breastfeed and you don't have the tongue in the right position and maybe you have a mouth breather. Now, what can we do to correct the problem in this early stage? So like three, four, five years old. Yeah, and it's very critical, I think, just to get that corrected as soon as possible. Um, You know, and it's not a complicated treatment, really, to get everything growing correctly. Um, You know, in the case of, say, that um, anterior crossbite, most kids just didn't get that growth of the upper jaw. Mm -hmm. It starts with, um, you know, just an easy little, what we call an expander. So Mm -hmm. it's just a retainer um, that fits to the upper jaw. Is it cemented? It is, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's glued in, so you don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about the kiddo taking it in and out. Mm -hmm. Most kids at age four or five will tolerate it fairly well. and it stays in for, you know, a few months and it just helps get some of that directed growth out of that upper jaw and get everything growing in the right direction. Hmm. And that, that's such a cool thing to have as an option. So someone comes in, so you said you did that for a crossbite. Yeah. Now, what if someone comes in and they have the picket fence teeth? So yeah. three-year-old, all the teeth have erupted. They have perfectly a beautiful children's yeah. smile, yeah. but no spacing. What can we do for that yeah. child? You know, the first thing I would do in my office for those cases, we know that the growth is not occurring. So both jaws are probably too small. Um, my first thought is why? Mm-hmm. Why are these jaws too small? Um most likely it's uh, either a child that's not breathing correctly or doesn't have the correct tongue position. Mm-hmm. I think that probably covers the majority of um, the kiddos that I see. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will do you know, an in-depth conversation with the parents mm-hmm. about kind of some things that they're seeing at home, a little bit of a history, you know, are there um, you know, just clues from their history, medical history that might lead me to believe that tonsils are enlarged or um, adenoids are enlarged or that maybe they had that in the past. Mm-hmm. So really we want to get down to the root cause of what's what's 
um, occurring to the teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about even swallow. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. People don't believe when they're like, what do you mean I swallow wrong? Right. right. So when we're saying proper tongue position, we mean the tongue should be on the roof of the mouth, mm-hmm. kind of 24 seven, except when you're not Eating when, when you're speaking, speaking yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and you should be able to swallow. So the test is to smile. Sorry, smile. <laughs> and then stick the tongue up to the roof of your mouth and they'll swallow. And you should be able to do that freely. So sometimes in, I know in our adult practice, mm-hmm. what we'll see is patients will try to do it and they literally move their head side to side, kind of dip down deep, trying to like get do, that swallow I can do it. To yeah, happen. really, I can do that. <laughs> and it's really, really difficult. So, um, and there's different exercises you can do to practice. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And that is called oral myofunctional therapy. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so that is a thing. So can you tell us a little bit about what what it does and um, what how that aids treatment, I guess? Yeah. So when we're looking for the root cause, we identified, like Nancy said, maybe a a swallow pattern that's not correct. Maybe a tongue that, you know, is really overactive and is thrusting between the jaws either when they swallow or when they're at rest or just not an adequate position. Mm-hmm. Um, or the open mouth. I know we've talked about mouth breathing quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the open mouth posture where it's really restricting the growth because the cheeks are pulling in because the mouth is open all the time. So the myofunctional part of this is identifying what is incorrect in the child's soft tissue. So mm-hmm. the cheeks, the lips, the tongue and correcting that and getting the environment that the teeth are growing into and that the jaws are growing into to be correct. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you look at a kid that has these really nice teeth, you know, they're picket fence and, you know, they look like they're lining up really well and the parents think they look great. You know, to me, I look at that and think, yikes, what's going on? What, you know, did this kid, oh, you know, have adenoids and tonsils out? Did they have ear tubes placed? You know, what, where did we kind of get off track soft tissue wise? Mm -hmm. And that's where the myofunctional exercises come in to correct those problems right and ultimately what you're saying is having those teeth just be lined up right next to each other in a small child is a problem because there's no room for the adult teeth yeah they're bigger yeah Yeah, those are going to come in and there's going to be no room absolutely right and there is a little bit of growth that happens naturally but just usually not enough yeah so what do we do so say um we have parents come in they say oh we went to the orthodontist um the child is eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. We're not going to mess with that stage one, stage two stuff. The orthodontist just wants to wait for stage two, which is definitely a method that has happened. Absolutely. And we're not saying that it's um, it's wrong. We just know that for some children, maybe a different method might be a better approach. Is Absolutely. that kind of what we're saying? Yeah. Okay. I think it just, yeah, we need to address a more comprehensive approach where I think orthodontics does a great job of getting the teeth lined up, getting a nice bite, mm-hmm. you know, to the making the them class beautiful. One. Yeah, the mm-hmm. class one bite, getting kids back their confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't have a smile that they like, I think orthodontics does a great job of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times though we miss that stage from, you know, any point where we get off track with growth and development before all the permanent teeth come in. That if we don't do anything to intervene. Um, we're just not doing a full comprehensive care to address other issues such as mm-hmm. airways, such as an improper swallow. Um, you know, we just, I don't think as a general public know how important a good swallow is. A lot of kiddos that don't swallow correctly are the ones that have had ear tubes placed mm-hmm. and the swallow helps drain those ear tubes. So everything is so related that if you really start to investigate and look for the root cause, you can see that we're not just benefiting straight teeth 
but it's the overall health of the child that we're really worried about. And once they get to age 12, what is it? 90% of their facial growth is done. So you're really not affecting your growth. You're just getting those teeth nice and straight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know. I love that concept. Okay. So for the child that comes in and has beautifully straight teeth or a teenager, they did traditional ortho. Um, some of the things that we are asked in, I know my practice is mostly mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. do I seriously have to wear my ortho retainers forever? And the answer is yes. Yes. Yeah. If you want to keep the teeth where they're at, mm-hmm. they're not going to stay there unless you hold them in place. Right. You could do, as an adult, myofunctional therapy. Correct. Right? And you can correct the root cause even later in life as a teenager or an adult. You can correct tongue position. You can correct swallow. It is possible to do. And then that way you have a decreased risk of those teeth relapsing for sure. Correct. Right. So that's number one reason I know that a lot of people ask about orthodontic retention in my practice. So... We talk about adult patients, teenagers, orthodontic relapse. In your practice, we have kids that are six, seven, eight years old that maybe come in and we're starting to see those things happening. We're starting to see crooked teeth, crooked smile. We're starting to seeing maybe a tongue swallow mm-hmm. or tongue thrust, whatever it may be. What are some options for patients that they can ask their orthodontist about to start that conversation and see if the orthodontist is open to it or knowledgeable about it, or maybe it's one of their options? What would, right. what would that look like? Yeah. So if I have a kiddo that um, you know looks like they're heading towards the path of not having enough room for the teeth to come in and we want to start doing something now because we've just talked about how important it is to intervene early on um, you know, and avoid the case of where you're an adult with this relapse problem and Um, You know, I think talking to the orthodontist to really get a good handle on, you know, what are my treatment options now and what are the expectations from that treatment option? Mm -hmm. So in our office, we do a lot of myofunctional therapy that's in conjunction with orthodontics, and it's called, the system we use is called Myobrace. Mm -hmm. So it addresses um, the root cause by addressing the myofunctional problem, but at the same time, it also corrects the crowding and aligns the teeth and aligns the bite. Mm -hmm. Um, So talking to the orthodontist to ask, you know, if we're seeing this crowding or if we're seeing, you know, what we call an open bite that's caused by improper posture where the teeth don't come together in the front, you know, making sure that they're addressing what led to this, you know, Mm -hmm. how did we end up in this position Um, and what the expectation is, you know, are we going to correct this now and maybe prevent orthodontics in the future? Because with myobrace, you know, less than 18 months, you can get a kid back on track and you know, a good majority of them don't need to have orthodontic treatment because we've corrected that root cause. Mm-hmm. The environment is really nice now for those teeth to come into. The jaws are going to grow appropriately, and kiddos will have room for all of their teeth to come in with nice alignment. The lips are functioning normally. The tongue is functioning normally, and they just guide the teeth into place. So it's a very nice way to do it. And then the the environment stays the same, hopefully, if we don't pick up any other bad habits along the way and we don't have to do the long-term retention that your adult patients are having mm-hmm. to do and you know constantly keep track of these retainers and make sure they fit and you know if they don't and that retainer stops fitting you know they're gonna be back to where they were before the braces right and I and a lot of patients will say what does this thing look like to me it looks like a football guard yeah a mouth guard that's right. what we call it yeah mm-hmm. absolutely it's a little bit bulky but um, my child wears one. She's five. She wears one to bed. No problem. Yeah. She has good nasal breathing at nighttime. She's able to close her lips. And it's even funny because the first couple of days she popped it in, her lips weren't quite 
strong enough mm-hmm. to seal them yeah. and to close them. Yeah. And now we don't even know she has it in. If, right, because that's lip strength. It's yeah. crazy how quickly they pick that up. Because when it they're is. young, these habits are so easy to correct. So malleable. Yeah. You know, as an adult, like you were saying, you can do myofunctional therapy, but it does take a lot longer because you've had how many years of that debilitating habit yeah. has been in their life and you have to really correct it where kids, I mean, really, like you were saying, she popped it in, she kept it in pretty easily. Mm-hmm. The muscle strength comes pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have parents that, you know, so with the mild brace, they wear it a little bit during the day. So we recommend an hour during the day to correct the active. So while they're awake, those active muscle habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while they're sleeping, it's more of a passive um, effect on the teeth and the bone, a little bit on the soft tissue, but really we're trying to affect the, the teeth and the bone at that eight or at that stage. And parents are shocked. They're like, I just don't think they're going to wear it at night. Mm-hmm. And it's surprising. I don't know. I think your daughter had a really easy time keeping it in. They're so flexible. Yeah. I know. And it's amazing. I, I was even a little bit stressed out about putting it in overnight. I, I checked on her yeah. so many yeah. times, you know, yeah. is she breathing okay? Yeah. Is she going to do okay? Is she do great? So tell us the criteria because there is criteria. I mean, Absolutely. you have to yeah. have nasal patency yes. or nasal opening yes. in order to wear this. So yes. tell us what So those. one of the first things that we check for, and you could do this for your child to check, you know, can my child breathe through their nose? Anatomically, is that nose able to, you know, stay open for a child to breathe? And what we do in our office is we just have a child hold their finger over their mouth so their lips are closed. They're not cheating. You have to watch them because some of them will sneak that, you know, those <laughs> lips open when you're not looking. Um, but just time them. Can they breathe through their nose for a minute and they don't look distressed? Some kiddos can do it, but they're very distressed. So if they can do that, um, you know, then we know that they have the ability to breathe through their nose. They just probably have never learned how to do that or for whatever reason they stopped doing it and now it's just easier for them to to mouth breathe so that's the major criteria Mm -hmm. really is just that they can breathe through their nose Mm -hmm. Um, and then they learn everything else it's going to be really hard for them to swallow at first with it in Mm -hmm. um, but the it retrains that tongue how to you know get to the roof of the mouth and swallow correctly so they're not slobbering all over and how does it do that because there's like a little tad yeah so there's Mm -hmm. a positioning um, device that just they are told you know when this is in that your tongue needs to go up there and then it also lifts the tongue with the trainer we call it a trainer um, that lifts the tongue up to um, the roof of their mouth so yeah it really has no other choice but to be in the roof of the mouth and that's you know how we really get the ball rolling down the street to get mm-hmm. everything in the proper position because the tongue is the main muscle that develops that upper jaw what a great option for all those people that want something to correct early on instead of just waiting yes. and we Sometimes get so just a waiting game. yes and we get so many parents that will say Oh, if my kid doesn't have to go through what I went through, I went through three rounds of braces and look, mm-hmm. my teeth are crowded, yeah. you know, like they went through all this and now, they don't know why. No, they don't understand it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it seems like most parents nowadays almost resign themselves that yes. my kid, when my kid have mm-hmm. these braces. Yeah. We all have them. They're going to yeah. have them. Yeah. My or, husband had mm-hmm. them. I had them. They're going to need them. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, would you want another option? I mean, there are other options. And yeah. I think that's what this is about is just letting parents know there are other options and you need to seek them out if you don't want your kiddo mm-hmm. to be going through the th- same things that you've gone through. The other good thing it's that we've started using it for our special needs kids. You know, we have quite a few autistic children that are currently using myobrace and doing phenomenally well mm-hmm. where they would not have tolerated braces at all. Mm-hmm. So keeping that in mind for your child, if you're seeing concerns and you just know that they have, you know, a hard time accepting treatment, you know, mm-hmm. traditional treatment. Well, and the thing too is, you know, we're not trying to push avoiding braces just because, um, 
you know, it's about a beautiful smile or something like that. It's really more about the more uh, health issues, yes, health related uh-huh, issues. Yes. But and a beautiful smile is kind of a nice, yep. right? You know, right. That's benefit, kind of, side yes. benefit. But it's really more about the breathing and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. And and all those things can lead to adult TMJ problems too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're yeah, all we didn't so even correlated. Talk about that. I know yeah. that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind of like I said in one of our earlier podcasts how like pretty much everything you eat and breathe and drink that you need to survive on a moment to moment basis goes through your mouth. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's such a cool option and a neat thing that we can do for our kids. So to wrap it up, we always like to come up with a few pearls. Um, I hopefully you guys know how to do the swallow test now, which is so fun. You can watch each other struggle. Hopefully you don't. <laughs> hopefully it's easy peasy, but you may struggle. Remind them, <laughs> which is okay. Just remind them how to do it. You're gonna smile with gonna your teeth stick together. Your tongue to the roof of your mouth. We're gonna swallow, and it should be real easy. You should be able to see. Um, the throat kind of elevate a bit and um, it should be pretty easy and you shouldn't you know try to dig down deep to do it <laughs> and shimmy your body it should be pretty easy um, and then the other pearl of course is getting to the root cause of why this happens mm-hmm Crooked teeth, I love I love Julie's quote that she gave me before. She said, crooked teeth aren't the problem. They're the result of the real problem, which is so true. And I love that quote because it is the truest that we can say is that this is a result yes. of all this other stuff mm-hmm. that happened. Mm-hmm. And this is just what happened because. Yeah. So pretty much if you see crooked teeth in kids or adults, Something happened along the yeah. line, and we're Something just got off to, track. Yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to correct it. Yeah, I want to thank you so much for joining me for this I in my it. studio. <laughs> just uh, don't go thinking you're going to take my job. Yeah, <laughs> I live too far away from that. <laughs> we're going to do telepodcast. It's a new thing. Uh, no, we want to thank um, Dr. Hammond so much for joining us and for giving so much awesome input. Whenever Julie and I get together. Dave just and and Julia's husband crack up because we will go hours and just mm-hmm. chit-chat about all yeah. that stuff because I think we're they, so passionate. Yeah, and I think they have a bet. Like, how long can they go before they start talking <laughs> about dental? And it's literally probably 30 seconds. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> we try. We try. It's just we, we have a passion. We have a passion. Yes. You just so, have a lot to vent, and it's okay. We, yeah, we do. So yes. thanks again um, for joining us, and thank you all for listening. And we hope to have you listen to us in the future as well. Thanks for listening.